When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Salon Sleuths. We hope you enjoy this podcast. We're here to investigate everything that could possibly be talked about in a salon with real clients, with real stories. If you like us, be sure to subscribe. In isolation and social distancing, which I didn't even know was a word before two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, weird, huh? Yeah, are your kids going crazy? Um, I have one boy I can't keep in the house, but he's just out on his mountain bike. But he is on a mountain bike, like, park down the street, and um, everything's fine. They stay away from each other, except a boy yeah. broke his arm yesterday, and they all ran to his aid, which I'm right. sure he was fine. But, you know, you have to take care of people. But um, he will go crazy probably Sunday if we're stuck inside. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, same kind of here. You know, we've still been getting out and, and uh, going outside, right? Yeah. And walks with the dog and stuff I think today we're going to go on a little hike but uh my son too is much like yours and he's going to the skate park and he's going and playing basketball at the park I don't think he's playing with anybody other than his roommates yeah but um you know it's it's difficult it's especially those high energy people who who gotta do things and I guess I'm one of them because I didn't realize it till this whole thing well, I knew I was. I've been going to the clothing closet and like just organizing like crazy. And I'm like, and there's no heat in there, so it's freezing. Oh. But I can't stay at home all the time. But my home definitely needs it. That's for sure. Well, and isn't it been great that it's actually sunny here, which is not typical for spring break? Yeah, right. It's been really nice. It's actually oh. freezing, but it's pretty out. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, and I will take this over a rainy, rainy day. So of that's course. actually good. Well, hey, uh, so I have a case for you. Tell me. Oh, you know what? First, though, before we talk about this case, we should talk about the two girls that went missing in Sherwood. Yeah. Thankfully, they were found a little weird, like the way they rolled that out. And, of course, they got no coverage because of the coronavirus. So I'm glad that they were actually okay. What is unclear to me is how many nights did they spend there? Like, and were they really stuck? Well, this is what, these are all the questions I have. Yeah, I don't know if they were just trying to get out and have some fun before they're really stuck, or were they really stuck? Like, I don't know. They're t- yeah. I mean, they were teenagers, so. There's a whole lot of that story, like, how'd they get unstuck? How'd they get off the road? Like. And they were anyways, going to a hot springs? Well, there were several places, I guess, that they, it sounded like they had told their family they were going, and I think nobody really paid attention or had them nail it down because it was just them going out for a for a day, right? Yeah. Which I, I, I will tell you that I could be blamed for that with my high school slash college age kids. They're like, oh, we're going to go for a hike. And I'll say, okay, where? And they'll say, you know, a couple places. And I'm like, okay. And I mean, I get, so I get that part of it. And the whole thing about the two cars and there was another girl and the mom never mentioned the other girl until somebody asked. I was like, wait. Wait, 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 wait. This is not how we throw this out on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> we give details of when they went missing. We give details of who's all gone, what their names are, their full names. 
You know what I'm guessing is they were probably going as a huge group and there was a bunch of them all meeting somewhere. And either they stayed the night or they got stuck. Like There were only two cars, though, that they were talking about. Oh, well, I don't know. I know, I know, I don't know either, but they're safe, so. Yeah. We move on from that one. But, um, okay, so the one I wanted to tell you about is Sammy Bulky, and the last name is spelled B-O-E-H-L-K-E. Okay, so he was, uh, Sammy was an eight-year-old boy, and um, he actually was, had a mild form of autism, and on October 14th of 2006, he was last seen by his dad, Kenneth Bokey, at about 4 p.m. near um, Gretwood Cove at Crater Lake. Are you too familiar with Crater Lake area? Well, I've been there a couple of times just because it's in Oregon, but um, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. Do you know about this Crutwood Cove? I don't. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. I don't really either. I, you know, I know you kind of drive around the crater rim and there's little areas where you can pull off and look and kind of view the lake. Um, parts are, they have some trees, but it's for the most part pretty rocky. Um, as I recall, and, and the trees are not like super dense, I guess. We're used to those foresty places or super dense because it's up on the crater. There's not a lot of big, you know, big, huge uh, burrs or whatever trees, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So 4 p.m., um, his dad says, well, I should talk about like his autism. Apparently he is very stubborn and he has a fear of loud noises and bright lights. Okay. okay. So that becomes a factor when they try to search, search for him um, because they can't do the normal things. But uh, at 4 PM, his dad says that he stopped on the side of the road at this cove near this cove to play tag and hide and seek on a cinder slope where Sammy saw some yellow that he thought might be gold. So my first thought is, apparently he really liked to play hide-and-seek, but my first thought is, why are we playing hide-and-seek at Crater Lake with, you know, with this kid? Like, that seems crazy to me, but okay. Because I know I would never play hide-and-seek with my kids at a, at a store, like a department store. And well, like not an area that you're not familiar with, right? Yes. Like, and, yes. With, and being eight years old, they're not making always the best decisions. Correct. And you want some more contained, especially with a kid like that, I would think. Like, I know one time I was in a department store, and my son went and hid inside one of those rounders. And he thought it was funny, so he wasn't answering back. My heart nearly fell out of my body. Yeah. I was so scared. And I think it was maybe three minutes. But I was so scared. So I can't imagine going, oh, yeah, let's play hide and seek. That sounds like a good idea. But Anyways, as darkness approached, his dad walked a short distance back to his car, but Sammy refused to come down from the cinder slope. So dad chased up after him, and of course, Sammy was like, oh, this is a great, you know, game of chase now, and he started running from him. Dad says that he stayed about 50 feet from his dad, and dad says, I never caught up with him, and at the point, he disappeared over the top somewhere, and I lost him, he said. He was wearing a winter coat, long sleeve shirt, cargo pants, and tennis shoes. And what was the date? It was October 14th, 2006. Mm. 
And <laughs> here's the deal. I kind of looked through some of the Facebook page stuff, and I saw nothing um, uh, nothing official, but there is talk of a witness saw him chasing Sammy. So some people say there's this witness. I don't know. That that was never in any police report. And also articles mentioned searchers thought it was unlikely that he fell into the water. There was too many barriers from the cinder cone down to the water. Yeah. So this must have been an area that's pretty far, far. And it was a mile down. So to get to the water, it was a mile down. That's a long ways. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of things in the way to stop his fall. Like, if you've ever been there, there's boulders and there's, like, bushes and plants. And so they really felt like that was not a possible scenario. Well, and unless it's a cliff and it's a mile down, you are probably going to get stopped by something. Correct. Correct. So, well, all the boats, at this time it was October, so all the boats on Crater Lake had been winterized. So there were no boats to be able to even go out looking for him. Um you know, and start dredging the, dredging the water or anything. Um, so, unfortunately, they, searchers, including hotshot firefighters, they had forksmen, helicopters, and repelling crews, mount, repelling crews, mountain rescuers, oh, mountain rescue squads, excuse me, and they searched with dogs. Yeah. Um, now, here's the, here's the thing. Dad searched for two hours until he flagged down a passing motorist. Well, maybe so at have... first you're like, you know, he's hiding from me. Maybe you're not really thinking yep. the worst. Okay. I don't know. Two hours? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, unless you're out in the middle of nowhere, you're thinking I'll just, I probably, I don't know what you would do. Is there self-service? Like any, call somebody no. for help? No, no self-service. Yeah. It's kind of a weird position because would you want to leave and go get help or would you? No, you wouldn't want to leave and go get help. Right. So how did he get that help? Like, how did that all come to be? He had to, pa he had to flag down a passing motorist. Yeah. Because part of you wants to you. keep looking, but then part of right. you knows that you need to get help. Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you, I've been up there. We've taken the kids up there in July. So we've come from Sun River because it's an easier, shorter drive from Sun River. And, you know, it's 90. 95 degrees in the river and you get up to the top of that thing and it is freezing cold. Yeah. I've been up there where there was snow in the summer in certain yeah. areas. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There's still snow up there. Um, there's still snow piles up there. It's not snow on the ground, like on the on roads, but off on the side, there's still snow. So that just tells you like there is, it's freezing cold up there and there's a lot of snow on the ground. Yeah. Um, they didn't say whether there was snow on the ground um, in this particular case, but, um, you know, I'm sure there was at least snow piles. I would, I would, have, you know, imagine. Um, actually, that's not true. They did say there was snow. That, I, I'm wrong on that one. They did say that there was snow, um, which I'll go back to that. But um, So I just thought that was a little odd that Dad searched for two hours without flagging down a motorist before that. But um, they did say, and he, he went to Portland, um, they were from Portland, the Selwood Community Center, and that's where he kind of was babysat or, or, you know, was at a lot. And the director says that he um, 
did love to play hide and seek, and the parents said he had an affinity to small places, such as closets. So he liked to hide in those places. Yeah, I guess he felt safe there. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I don't know, I think with my son in particular, he'd always like to hide in places, small places, too. Um, so here was what somebody said, and I thought this was actually kind of brilliant. They were like, okay, so let's let's break down what are the possibilities here. What happened to this boy, right? Number one, he could have been kidnapped. Yeah. Okay, so he could have ran up. There could have been somebody there. They would have had pretty fast to snatch him before the father got there. Yes. Uh, number two, the father. Right. Number three, Sammy was uh, buried or fell into a snow opening. Yeah. Too well or something. Maybe he fell into a little cave, something. His body has never been found. Well, if he likes small places, he could have hid anywhere. Yeah, he could have. He could have. Now, you would think, though, with all of the people that were up there searching with him, searching for him with dogs and everything, they would have found him. They would have found his scent. And they know for sure the father took him up there. Like he was actually seen up there with the dad. um, I do not know that. Other than there was this mention of a witness seeing him chasing Sammy. Okay. Um, Then the fourth scenario is the drowned. It seems unlikely given the terrain and the fact that he was one mile higher than the water. Yeah to him yeah what happened have you ever heard of the missing 411 no he I don't, i'm not gonna say his last name right it's david and it's p-a-u-l-i-d-e-s he's a former Wait, police detective p-a-u-l okay. so paul and then i-d-e-s okay And he is, let me look this up. He is a former police detective, now investigator, and he is a writer um, for his self-published books. And he actually um, researches things like this, where people go missing. And he almost thinks it's more of, um, well, well, where people will go missing, or children, there's a certain age group, and they go missing in national parks. And they are found miles away, usually without shoes on. And, um, they usually, they're, sometimes they're found and sometimes they're not. And, um, and you should look them up because there's a whole thing about that and whether, where the kids are right there and all of a sudden they're gone and there's been people. And then they'll find the kids 16 miles away without any shoes on, but no bruises and no, their feet are clean and weird stuff like that. But yeah, just look them up because it is interesting. But I would, I would have to, I would like, okay, so there was a witness that saw him, the dad. So we know that he was actually up there. He likes small places. He probably hid. Thought it was a game, right? Yeah, but why wouldn't the dog smell him? That's true. I don't know about that part. Why wouldn't he have been found? It's been a long time. And I'm guessing they weren't on trails, right? Or were they? Well, I'm sure they were. It didn't really say. It did. Um, it, I think that's unclear whether it was a trail or not. You know, usually there are trails there that even when they get covered with snow, they still you can kind of still tell there's a, there's a trail there. But you know, again, those cinder blocks are pretty bare. Yeah, it's true. Big blocks. So um, if he was on a cinder slope, 
I just, I can't, I can't fathom that. I, I can see him falling into a crevice for sure. Because you know how snow goes and your kids are snowboarders and your husband. Yeah. Um, you know how those kind of come up against the tree and there's spaces in there. Yeah. I just can't imagine that they wouldn't have found bones or remnants after the thaw. There are wild animals. A cougars could have done that. A bear could have taken yeah. them. Yeah. But then wouldn't that quick? Yeah, I guess a cougar. But wouldn't they still, still, wouldn't the dogs have smelled them? Yeah, you would think so. There would be some sort of trail for that, especially. And I could not find it anywhere where they talked about suspecting the father, questioning the father, or anything. Well, I think there's just a lot of, like, a lot of things that came together. The autism. Yes. And the, the, the area. Yes. And kind of playing the game and then trying to get home and then it turned into another game. Like, I chase my dog and he'll just keep running, like, not comparing the child to the dog, but, you know, they think it's like a chase. Right. And then I'm, yeah, maybe you're right with like a crevice or like some sort of, like a tree well or something. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, that's crazy. That's sad for that family. It's horrible, but I have to, I still just come back to, I I just wonder about, I wonder why the dad wasn't looked at more carefully or it doesn't seem like he was. Yeah. Cause two hours, my opinion is two hours is a long time. It and is I've never, long. you're right. Been in that situation. I don't know how I would react, but I feel like that's a long time to well, wait to black the down. And depending where you are, he might've had to drive down to the road to get that help. No, it didn't sound like that. Oh, it didn't. Okay. Because, you know, like when you go to the main area, you have to drive off the main road to even get up there. Yeah. No, it's not because the little boy had seen some yellow on the ground. Okay. He suspected was gold. And so they just pulled off the road. Um, It didn't sound like that to me, but you're right. I mean, they could have been, they could have been something other than in the crater or around the crater rim that I'm thinking of. It could have been in one of those little offshoots. Um, that he saw it. So you're right. There could have been, he could have been in a different area. Um, and I don't exactly know where the area was. I just find it really hard to believe that nothing has been found in that time period. If his bones were there and even if you're right, dragged, dragged by a cougar or something like that. Here's my other question. Okay. Bears are certainly probably up there. Yeah. Are there lots of cougars up there where there's no food? Wouldn't they be down where there's easier to get food? I I have no idea. Like, I guess you go where there's, like, I guess they would have been, would that be a mountain lion? It's the same animal. They just call it different things for different regions. But, um, but usually like, you know, the people, that lady that was attacked here up at Mount Hood last yes. summer, you know, yeah. he didn't take her very far. Right. He kind of camped right. out right there. So even if he were to take him off, he's not going to be too far from there because he's going to be eating. It's not going to carry it down three miles, an eight year old boy. Right. Right. Or so, miles. right. So you would like find it kind of close by because he's going well, to be. Would you also find his clothes? You would. Yeah. The so, you know, and as, as a parent, if my child went missing in an area, I would return to that area quite often and probably annually to put up, you know, cross and all of that. Did, have you seen anything about that with the parents? No. No, nothing. Hmm. Yeah. That's weird. That's sad. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I also read about the little boy in Klamath. Do you remember that went missing when he was out? Um, the Christmas tree uh, one? Yeah, the Christmas tree one. Yeah. Well, we talked about that last time, too, didn't we? I don't think so. Oh, okay. The Christmas tree boy one, um, which was totally interesting, by the way, and we should talk about that another time. But um, those parents went back every year. I would. I would yeah, go back really, all the time, probably, because, you know, the people, when they have a car accident, you know, they go back to that area, the last place that they took their last breath, right? Yeah. You would want the to. The parents actually had an RV near where he went missing, the little boy went missing, and the, the dad stayed there. I can't remember if it was two weeks or two months, but the dad actually stayed up there and looked for him every day, hoping that he would wander back yeah. to that same location. Right. Well, yeah, we're gonna have to talk. About yeah, that even Maura like Murray, it. who was an adult, her dad goes all the time back up there. Yeah. You know yeah. that's heartbreaking. Like, what parent? Yeah. I don't know. We're judging them. We don't even know. Maybe they do that. We 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 don't know. You know. I know. We don't know. It's 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 very hard to imagine though, not having a draw back there. It's hard yeah. for me to imagine that. It's hard for me to imagine stopping looking and knowing that your child just out there somewhere cold yeah. and like by themselves yeah. and scared exactly. i mean i don't know i just keep coming back to two hours is a long time and it's a long time to do something yeah it is and to, for not a single thing to be found of this boy whether it be a shoe a jacket i mean if he wrestled let's just say he wrestled with a a cougar let's go with a mountain lion or whatever we want to call it some animal yeah you find some part of his clothing. Yeah, something. Yeah. And if he, you're right, if he fell into a crevice, right, that's going to be harder. That's certainly possible. Although, I don't know, once the snow thaws. You would find really him eventually. Deep, yeah. And are there deep crevices without the snow up there? I don't think so. I don't think it's that deep. It's not like Mount Hood. Yeah. I mean, when I climbed the top of Mount St. Helens, I will tell you there are some badass rocks up there and boulders yeah that you could get stuck between but when the snow thaws you know the thaw is there you could certainly see that somebody's down there and crater lake is a very known place people go there all the time all the time so people are all over there they would see something eventually well and you can't just pull over anywhere there like there are definite like little pull-off take a look at the the lake areas and again having not been to this cove that they're talking about or near this cove and and they said near the cove so it doesn't even really mean that it's at the cove right um but they did they were specific to say that the water was a mile away well that's oh that's a mile down um i can't imagine it's a mile like flat because there's nothing really flat there yeah right um so I, I, I just, I don't know. just doesn't set well with me. Well, and, a, and an autistic kid who likes small places, are they that curious that they would walk to the water? Right? Would they even try to do that? Like, I think they would. Okay. I, I could see that. But I also think. But it's not like a beach. You don't gradually get into the water. It's like you're in the water, right? No, it's not a beach. Yeah. It, it is very, like. I mean, I, I'm sure there's other, there's some areas where there's a little bit of slope, but it is pretty much straight down. Yeah. Um, 
there's not beachy area there. Um, I, I can't, I don't know. And I still think they would have found something because he wouldn't have sank. He'd been floating. He would have floated eventually. I just wonder, like, why there wasn't a synth, though. Because he wasn't there? Exactly. Well, that's that's where I kind of... You know, there must have been some sort of scent where that person saw them running. But then after that, like, is there, you know... Right. (laughs) There would be something. Yeah. And I guess they specifically didn't have the dad there when they were searching because they didn't want his scent... The dogs get oh yeah, with that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So I do know that part, but I don't know. I don't hmm. know. So yeah, that's my story, and I I gotta tell you, maybe I'm just becoming really um, suspicious. <laughs> yeah. That's all good reasons, though. Well, it's good. My story has some um uh those kind of dogs in there too. So that link I sent you about the strangeoutdoors.com. Yeah. This is a that's story from that. Oh, you did? Oh, there's some really good ones. That guy's good. Yeah. Okay, so this one's about Anna Schmidt. And you, you will remember this. You should tell everybody what you're talking about. The strangest things outdoors are in. But the strange whatever. outdoors. Um, yeah. It's a website for just weird things that had happened. Um, I guess at like parks and or just out and about, just outside. Yeah. And this particular um, one that we found was um, about places in Oregon because we're from Oregon. So we wanted, I wanted to um, find local cases before we travel outside of our area. So I thought um, we'll run out eventually, but um, yeah. I do remember this one. And um, actually, there were two out in the gorge, and you'll probably remember them too because it was such a big deal. But this is Anna Schmidt, and you will remember this story. Um, she went missing from Munra Point. Is that right, Munra? It's by Bonneville Dam. Oh yes, I read that one. Okay, I read yeah, one. yeah. Okay. And um, so the funny thing is, the writer, this guy, and um, from the Strange Outdoors, I wonder if he's like European or something, because here we say. Um, their name was Anna Schmidt. They say um, they're called oh. Anna Schmidt. That's one thing that I always thought was interesting of different cultures. They say um, called instead of named. And yeah. um, so um, so Anna Schmidt was known as Annie, and she liked to hike all the time. And it sounded like her whole family did because um, – she had a backpack that she called her adventure pack. And um, it sounded like nobody would um, question if she said she's going on a hike because she just did it all the time. Now, if I said that, people might be like, you're going by yourself? That's weird. You know, like beyond yeah. Tryon Park, that would be weird too. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she she is Annie and she went to the near the Bonneville Dam in the Columbia River Gorge. Sorry, I can't talk. And she was 21 years old when she moved from Salt Lake City, Utah, in 2016. And her um, dad was John Schmidt. He's a pianist and songwriter in a four-member group um, called the Piano Guys. Um, Now, I haven't heard of this. I never heard of him until this case came out. And um, he was actually signed by Sony. And um, and he became very popular um, around that time. And she was 5'4", she's 125 pounds, and um, like I said, she was an avid hiker and very musical, like her dad. And um, she was last seen alive by her roommate on October 16th, um, 2016, 
and she sent her father a Snapchat as um, she began her hike at the Tooth Rock Trailhead, which I have never seen out in the gorge. Um, I'm not, do you know where that is? The Tooth, no. yeah. I have, you know, my Michael used to run out there all the time, but that was one area that I am not even familiar with. And um, the very next day, her family noticed that she didn't post anything, which is really unusual for her on social media. She was super active and um, she never posted anything the next day. And so they thought that was kind of strange. And then um, she also didn't reply the following day to any texts or calls and they became extremely worried. And then on October 19th, her mom had already planned a trip out um, to go camping with her daughter. So this is why I'm saying it's not unusual for her to go hiking because her mom was flying here to go camping with her and she didn't show up at the airport. And um, so her mom thought that was really strange. You know, she hadn't heard from her. She didn't return any phone calls and now she doesn't pick her up at the airport. So she rents the car and she drives to her roommate's house or to, to her house and her roommate was home. And her roommate thought that they had already gone camping. They had already left for their trip because she had never, um, they, she hadn't seen her since that 16th. And then, um, so she was officially recorded as missing on October 19th. And it was a little hard because she was an adult. And so they were having a hard time. Um, it sounded like it was a little frustrating, but they got her um, down as a missing person on October 19th um, by her mom. And her car was found on the 20th, the very next day, off of exit 40 on I-84 near Bonhamville Dam. And, um, you know, that, that area... Near, is that near the Toothhead Trail? Yes. So I believe the trailhead is right there. There's a parking lot right there. Because okay. I think that's where um, she had taken the Snapchat photo. Because I was kind of questioning that, too. Because I was actually picturing Bonneville Dam. You yeah. know, and I, oh, maybe she took her picture from there, but it actually took her picture from the bon or from the trailhead. And I think that's where her car was actually found, but it was really close to the Bonneville Dam. Okay. But the car had been broken into and ransacked, but her cell phone was still there. And her mom said her cell phone was really old and the battery always died. So she just didn't take it with her, but she thought it was kind of strange that nobody would take the phone, even when they broke into her car, other than like, if it was like a flip phone, maybe everyone's like, well, what's this thing? They didn't even know what it was, you know, depending on how old it was, but there was a sleeping bag in the, yeah, this is not an iPhone or, you know, something important. Um, but there was a sleeping bag in the car, but they, they could tell that somebody had gone through the car. And, um, so let's see here. Did they, did they, and I, I don't think you know this because yeah. I think I read this. Did they, um, fingerprint the car? Did they test it for DNA to see if there was any DNA on that car? They didn't. They figured she is up, she's lost or injured is what they really thought. And they thought because her car was just stuck in the, um, down below in the parking lot that somebody had probably just gone through it. So at that point, they weren't worried about her um, being kidnapped or anything like that. They were more worried that she was still up on the trail somewhere. Okay. Um, I guess maybe you rule that out before you think something else, maybe. Or maybe there was a team. I have no idea. Um, so the day that she went missing, though, um, she had asked her roommate if she wanted to go hang out. And her roommate said she couldn't. Because she, um, she just said she couldn't. So, but she never mentioned to the roommate that she was going hiking. And, um, the only person she communicated with her was her dad. Um, so that's how they knew she'd even gone. Had she not okay. sent that Snapchat, nobody would probably even know where to look. Um, let's see. 
wasn't her backpack still in her adventure bag? Yes, so she didn't her? take that with her. She didn't even take her, like, her tennis shoes. Um, and that's what her roommate thought was really weird. Like, um, everything that you would normally see, um, you would wonder, you know, you would, those would be clues of where she was going, but there was nothing of that sort other than the, the one Snapchat to her dad. And then... And what, what do you mean she didn't take her tennis shoes? What the well, she, she must have had um, a couple pairs of shoes, but her roommate mentions that her shoes were still there, her tennis shoes were still there, her adventure pack was still there. Um, and so that's why she thought it was strange that, she, yeah. you know... Um, but other than that Snapchat, that's the only way they, they knew, and they could tell where it was from. she uh, have a boyfriend? Not that I know of. She... Um, so here's another interesting part is she was LDS and I think that's why she you knows she moved from Utah to yeah. Portland and she was at the Lake Oswego one, which is in my backyard. Which is so weird. Cause I read that. And where was she living? So she living? I tried to Google that too. And I couldn't get her address of where she was. Maybe it's been so long now, or maybe they just never put it out. But depending on where your area, you go to that ward from your area. Yeah. So yeah. she must've lived right around here somewhere really close to well, us. I actually heard from somebody that it is not necessarily yes it's a little bit area but also they assign you it to you don't get to choose it's okay not like, oh this is the closest one this okay. is where I'm going. they actually give you one okay so she could have lived yeah. somewhere else and went to that one but which also because you know um lds they're very connected and if somebody goes missing i bet you got you got a group of people that are going to come find you which yes. was, um, that's a lot of her volunteers probably came from her church or from her ward, I guess. And was she a college student? How old was she? I don't know. She was, I think, 21. Um, but it didn't say, she, I know she worked because she didn't show up for work. Um, but I don't know where, I don't know if she was going to school. Um, okay. yeah, I don't know any of that. Um, so let's see from the true, the tooth rock trailhead, 150 volunteers showed up on the 21st. Um, and that was five days after the last time she had been seen. And from that trailhead, there are multiple trails. So they had to all fan out because there's, Ouch. there could be a multiple ones that they're all going up different ways to get, you know, up the hill. Right. And, um, on the second day, over 200 volunteers and 50 search and rescue, um, showed up and a plane and a drone. So there's a lot of people Whoa. out there looking for her on the 23rd, the, um, by the 23rd searchers have covered over 150 miles of that trail system, which is not a whole lot for that area. That place is, it's huge up there. Um, let's see with dog teams, um, and Portland mountain rescue, there's cliffs and waterfalls all over the place. And, um, let's see. And no one had suspected any foul play at that point. What they were worried is that she was injured. And actually, Michael has a really good friend who works on that search and rescue. And a lot of times they kind of know where to look for somebody if they have been injured. They're usually, he said, always like near a tree or a fallen tree. And they're looking for, you know, if people start taking off their clothes, it's hypothermia. They'll start yeah. search, you know, so they're looking for things like that. Um, yeah. And this is October, so it's getting cold. And it's the right. day she went missing, it was totally rainy. It was like a downpour, which, okay. by the way, when you're up in the gorge and you're hiking those trails and it's raining like that, there's the water will actually create little runoffs, which look like yeah. other trails. Uh 
So Michael, who's been running up there, he and they, they know that because somebody will start going up something and then they realize, oh, this is just a rundown from the water and not an actual trail. So that's pretty common up there. And let's see. Um, Michelle was the mother and she said she knew that her daughter had passed away. She could just feel it. And she it gave her peace knowing it because her daughter was with her heavenly father and was no longer suffering. So the mom already had like that intuition that her daughter had passed. Yeah. And yeah. Um, let's see. It was really rainy and it was also very windy. And then Lydia McGranahan was 40 years old and she lived in Kaiser, which is close to Salem. And she joined the team to search for her. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she only lived an hour and a half away. So this is where it gets kind of cool because this is the whole paranormal, you know, yeah. intuition thing that I love. And um, she knows that area well. And I don't know, when you looked at the article, did you see her picture? Uh-huh. Because she looks like a total, like, fit. She Like, yeah. this is not uncommon for her to go out and hike. She looked like, no. what my, like with those ultra runners, that's what she looks like. Yeah. And then what um was her, name again? her name was Lydia McGranahan. Lydia. Yes. Okay. And um she knows the area well. And then um when everybody was leaving that day, she didn't want to leave. She wanted to hang out. And um she right. went okay. Yeah, so she went where her car was found and she stood there and she was trying to think like how Annie would have thought. Like you know, so she's just trying to imagine if she was her, where would she go? And she began hiking and, um, she just kept going up different trails that she thought this girl would have gone. And then she ended up in an unmaintained Mundra or Munra point. And it's an amazing 360 degree view of down up and down the gorge. So you can, it sounds like a, like a top of some point and where she can see up and down the whole gorge. Um, it sounds like a clearing maybe. And um, let's see. It was really raining hard the day that she went missing. I already said that. And then, um, so this is where Lydia thought she needed to start searching this area. And then that night when she went home, she had this very vivid dream and she felt herself falling. And then she saw Annie's face and, th and then she's, she said she felt Annie falling. So then the next day she goes back up. Oh no, sorry. I messed up. The next day she was going to go hiking somewhere else at the McKenzie river for her 40th birthday, but she couldn't leave knowing that this girl was still out missing. So she did, she went back out there and she told the people in the staging area about her dream. And, um, nobody, they said, we already looked there. We're not going there. And then, um, a few, um, She's like, no, that's where I'm going. So then she went up with two other guys. And um, let me see how this went. Didn't they have a dog? Yes. So she yeah. went up with um, a few others. Okay. They Yeah. So she led them to Mun Munra Point. And um, let's see. There were two men. Sorry, my, I wrote this so quick. Um, so. Oh, sorry. 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 Um, Okay, she was asked. She was asked to work, go somewhere else, and she declined. Yeah. And so she went up with a team. Um, his name was sorry. It was just one man. His name was Joe Jennings, of Great Basin Canine Search and Rescue, and they went with his four or his nine year old golden retriever called Gunny, and um, 
love Gunny. Yeah. And um, so she went up to where she led them there. Um, but she also knew that um, Annie loved shortcuts. So they were like weed whacking through this one area to get to the shortcut to get up to where this area was. And all of a sudden, the dog stops. And his head turns up. And his body shifts. And they knew that they had, he was onto something. But the wind kept swirling around, like in the gorge, that he kept getting really confused. And um, then they turned back. And so, um, and, it, and it was very frustrating to the dog, right? Because it was just, um, they knew they knew that we were close, though. So then the next morning, Lydia held um, head back up there with Liz Hall and her shepherd, Rue. And um, not, far, not far from where Gunny had stopped, um, they found the remains of the body and a lot of her belongings. And she had fallen. Um, she had fallen from a steep cliff of 300 feet high. And then the very next day, the dad put on Facebook that, um, the medical examiner actually did like confirm her remains that those were hers. Um, so, I mean, I guess we follow our instincts, um, and don't go hiking by yourself. Like for those reasons, if you fall or like same thing with, with Tristan and his snowboard team, um, they always ride in three so that if somebody falls and gets injured, at least somebody can stay with them and the other one goes and gets help. But, you know, just be smart about things like that. Let people know where you're going. Can't you buy those GPS things so that if something does happen, you can set those off or that they're pinging the whole time you're hiking so that people can find you? You can, but, you know, unless you're going, like, outback, you're probably, is that what it's called, outback, where you're just, like, out doing it, you're probably not going to do that. But I would think that, like, at least take an updated cell phone with you that pings or, right. you know, some sort of way to be able to communicate. Like, up, um, well, when Michael Ultra runs, there have been areas where there isn't communication. Or if he's um, trying to climb Mount Hood, we have this, um, we had to buy these special radios that were super expensive. But at least he can communicate with me through them. Right. Because there's no, there's no cell service up there. So can you even use walkie talkies? Yeah, these, yeah, these special walkie talkies, you know, and I also can log in and see where he is using that walkie talkie, but at least let somebody know where you're going and don't go by yourself and be safe, but then follow your intuition. Like that lady, like she could still be up there and she would have never known. I mean, eventually, you know, but then, you know, a few years later that, that fire ripped through there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not, you know, if you look, um, there's a lot of people that go missing in the gorge just because it is so big and you can get so turned around. Like I have no sense of direction that if I went up there, I mean, people would just know that I would be lost because I have. So, so, um, two things about this. First of all is if if people know us, they know that you and I both believe in, in spirit, the spirit world, right. And our intuition and. We, we, we've, we've dialed into that. You're much better at dialing into your own, but, um, we believe in that. So if you don't just turn us off. Yeah. That we're, Cause we're, we're going to be going there. there lots of times. We're going to be going there a lot. <laughs> right. Um, but here's the deal with her. When I read that, um, story that I was so struck with is that she kept, she kept with her intuition and yes. kept telling her that it was at that, um, what was it? Mon, Mon, not, not Monroe, uh, Monroe Mon- point. Yeah. Monroe. Um, she kept with it. And when they told her, you, you're going to search over here, she's like, no, I'm going to go here. And, um, she did it the next day. Like she, she knew that that dog had gotten the scent and the following day, 
that other dog, I think the winds had calmed down or something, and that dog, the, the second dog, was able to, to find it, right? But she just didn't give up, and she knew what she knew, and she wasn't about to let somebody convince her otherwise. And I just really, like, applaud her for that. Well, seriously, she lived in Kaiser, an hour and a half yeah. drive away. For seven days in a row, she drove out yeah. there? Like, does she not work? Like, and then on her 40th birthday, she was going to go do her own thing. And then she just couldn't sleep. She said that she, um, just knew that she couldn't until she found her. Like, um, that's pretty incredible. Like, it is. It is pretty incredible. And what I was going to tell you, you, is that, um, when we did hike Mount St. Helens, um, you know, I, I am a, I am what we call a weekend backpacker you know it's nice out i've got my 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 months that i will go and it's pretty much around here from july to september yeah i'm not about the rain i'm not about the wind you know i i'm not going somewhere that's you know like super remote and i'm not camping for certain i'm not camping (laughs) um what was that book where it was uh not eat love pray but the other one oh wild we're, we're Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. The character of the movie. Which, by the way, I that lady who wrote that lives here. Yeah. I would yeah. never, never do that. Like, that okay, just did you see that life. movie? Because yeah. five miles in to the 2,000-mile hike, um, she stopped and and camped for the night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that would be, and her feet were hurting. First of all, yeah, I don't think I could ever do that. I mean, if I had to, or if I had nothing else left, I would maybe. Right. Dream to do that, yeah. and I have no desire to do that. But what I was going to tell you is, when we climbed Mount St. Helens, we were climbing with a big group. It was like eleven of us, I think. We got eleven permits, and so um, I had kind of been, uh, you know, they talk about how heavy your pack is and what you're taking, and you really have to be smart about that. So I was taking that literally, and I was not going to take a warm coat, and I was silly to take all this life-saving stuff that, like, if we got lost and up there and had to spend the night or whatever but my husband was like are you crazy it is going to be 30 degrees up at the top of this thing and I'm like it's 95 down here like why would it be that cold it's like you need to take a coat and I'm taking these um you know those little silver blankets that you know yeah. if you do get in trouble for sure so he had all this stuff he had medication he had a whole first aid kit and I was like really like I'm not packing that stuff I'm taking a light backpack you know and um he just laughs at me because we get up there and it is flipping cold thank goodness I had a coat right and And so she just moved here from Utah like she might not be I mean I've lived here my whole life you have and we still think the way you do right so who knows how prepared she actually was like she could have, yeah. I mean, obviously she just slipped or something or ran down one of those trails that runs. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. who knows? And but, it was slippery, you know, it, yeah. it, there's moss on a rock or whatever. This is, this is the part though, that you're going to love about that same hike is I was like, Eric, why would we stay up there all night? Like, why would we get lost? Like this street, this, this, this is a, you know, trail people take all the time. We get to start going. We're starting at like 7 a.m. We get to the trailhead and these two people come walking out and I'm like, wow, you started really early. Cause you know, some people go up there to see the sunrise, Yeah. which to me again, you know, this weekend backpacker, I'm like, that's crazy. Like I would never get up, there. <laughs> but whatever you do, you right. 
So I make a comment to them. I'm like, wow, you're up awfully early. And they go, oh, no, we got lost. And we're just now getting out from yesterday. Ugh. Well, Michael ran around it once, right? And there's no uh-huh. cell service until the, from the parking lot. There's about, you have to go about eight miles down in order uh-huh. to get cell service. And it, he was way past his time to be coming back or to call me, right? I called uh-huh. the ranger and I was like, can you just tell me if his car is still there? Like, I just yeah. need to know if he's still up there. When I said he's running around Mount St. Helens, he goes, you mean hiking? I'm like, no, they're running around Mount St. Helens all in one day where people don't normally do it that quick. And um, I actually called Jared from the club and I was like, do I need to be worried? He's like, don't worry yet. Just be patient, you know? And then it was a, it was probably, I don't know. It felt like hours, but it was probably, you know, an hour into it. He calls me and he's like, we just made it back to the car. I knew you were going to be freaking out, but I was worried because it was past his time. They just miscalculated how long it was actually going to take. And he said it was horrible. They didn't have water. Like, you know, no, they go, um, you know, it's all those, the slabs, you know, the big, there's like, um, I guess it's just rock, right? There's not very many trees and stuff. So there's these poles that are in the ground that tells you you need to run from here to there. So they ran around the base of it. Basically they ran around it. Okay, I don't know about those poles going around. But They're like four by fours that are up in the ground, and it marks okay. where they need to run to the next. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. so those same poles, they have these, like, these. I think these were plastic. But um, nonetheless, when you're going up, you can see the trail really yeah. easily. But when yeah. you're coming down, you can't because of the I – don't, I don't understand the perspective – and all the rocks that you see going down, you can't see a clear path. Yeah. You're not looking up the path any longer. So when you're traversing down the boulders, you get really disoriented. And we had three of our group get on the wrong side of a boulder, a boulder traverse thing. Um, as we're kind of because you just kind of make your way down these boulders. You don't. There's no path at the bouldering. Well, and you um, feel like you're going straight down, but it may. You do. Yeah. You do. But you have to kind of, oh, go out to the side here. Oh, I got to go off to the side here, you know, whatever. And, yeah, they got totally onto the wrong side and had to find their way back to us. But, of course, we were there to be able to yell to them. Yeah. And, um, but once I came down, well, first of all, it was so great when those people said, yeah, we've been up there all night. And then once I came down, I understood why somebody could get lost up there coming back down and going by yourself is just a bad idea and quite frankly i'm not even sure two people is a good idea i think where you were saying you go up in threes so that one person could get help if you get hurt or whatever but even the fact that we were two people if you get on the wrong side yeah you know and you can separate your your goods that way and you know somebody has the blanket somebody has the whatever you know Right, everybody, you can pull, you know, resources. Yeah, pull your yeah. resources, exactly. Um, I have a big respect for people who do that, and I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I would go hiking anywhere like this gal did by myself. Yeah, see, I'm not extreme anything like that, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think when we were in middle school or whatever, we had to read books about man versus nature. And I know that nature always wins. So I'm pretty clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary stuff. Yeah. 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 But I'm so glad that in the story though, and when I read it too, I was so happy that it, it ended knowing 
um, you know, a lot of the things you and I are, are researching right now, they don't still know. Yeah. And I just feel like, really, is somebody still paying attention to this case? Like the little boy? Yeah. Well, um, just, a, I think a year, a couple of years later, another girl went missing um, at the gorge. It was, remember Christmas? Yes. And her car was found there and they still don't know. Blonde, right? Um, yeah. She... I, I mean, they, they don't even know, like, did she go hiking or did she get kidnapped from her car? Yeah. They still don't know. I was no. going to talk about that one, too, but then I didn't want to make it this too long. But she, that was just a couple years later, and she's still missing. Dude, go in pairs at least. Although, I have to tell you, I was watching um, Australia 2020, which, by the way, I watch it like on YouTube. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It is way better than the American version of 2020. <laughs> anyway. I, I love, love 2020. It. These two girls hooked up, met each other in Australia and um, decided to go to some park. They were both interested in going to and wanted to sightsee. And they um, found this ride. It sounded somewhat like, you know, they found a ride on Craigslist kind of a thing. Yeah. It the crazy up, dude? Yes. He yes. was a serial killer. Yes. yes. Yeah. But she got away, her. right? She got away. Yes. Yeah. What do they call it? Yes. They they called it, uh, what did they call that? Um, Wolf Creek? Something Creek? Wolf Creek. Yeah. 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 yeah that was Wolf a Creek. really messed up one. Oh, he was all my. nice. And then all of a sudden... Yes. Didn't he have like a machete or something crazy? Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. Or an axe or yeah, something. Yeah, that was a good crazy. one. Yes. But I just go, oh my gosh. Okay, thank God there were two of them because they divided, remember? Right. Um, but, ah, uh, ladies, we can't, unfortunately, we don't have the ability to go these places by ourselves. And I know that's different than Annie's case. I, I do feel like she has the right to go hiking by herself, for God's sakes. Um, Thankfully, she wasn't taken or abducted. Or She know. should have taken her venture pack, her cell phone. Yes. I don't yes. know. Told more people. I don't know. I know, right? Right? Find somebody to hike yeah. with. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Drag somebody along. Just, and I think uh, she was the oldest daughter, but there were five siblings. Uh, and that's really hard for the whole family to miss somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, given the fact that we are now dealing with our um, isolation and our uh, social distancing, and it sounds like um, our governor is, is not doing a stay in place. I got that text or that notification while you and I have been talking. Oh, it didn't uh, say that? She's not doing it yet, but, um, you know, it's still being talked about. Uh, I was listening to The Daily yesterday. Do you listen to that at all? I didn't know. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. And the governor of New York said he does not want to do a stay in place because he believes that that um, produces fear, more fear than we already have. Yeah. And he's like, I want people to be able to go out and go for a walk. Like, I don't want people not to be able to go to their houses. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to do that in the suburbs. I think they're going to try. But are you kidding me? I can't go outside and go for a walk? Well, I think our area is different than, like, the city. Yes, right. I agree. We have so I many agree. open parks and streets and, yeah. you know, even my neighbors, we just stand across the street from each other and talk, right. you know, Right. but I think yeah. we just don't know when I, I don't know who, would, and nobody wants to get sick. No. And th- what, what no. the better way to kill it is just to let it die off. Well, and you heard about the family 
right? That, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to think know. about that family because we have six of us in our family. Oh, oh, you know? Yeah, that would be like third of us would be gone, like, which would be me yeah. and Tristan because we both have lung issues. So. <laughs> oh, gosh, you do? I didn't know you had lung Well, issues. I have, like, my mom was a smoker. She died of lung cancer, and okay. I was raised with her, like, you know, heavy smoker. Yeah, but don't your, don't your lungs regenerate after, like, seven years? Well, they do, but I've had pneumonia twice. And like, oh. you know, it, and every time I get a cold or like my coughs, they always go straight to my chest and they last forever. So, Ooh, and Tristan gets asthma. Maybe. He's, he always, you know, he has to have the nebulizer and that kind of stuff. And I don't know. Yeah. That's all right. I know. He, everybody's got something, right? Yes. Everybody. He just knows what his things are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, if we all knew. Okay, dear. Well, All right. you guys stay safe. Yeah, you too. I guess we'll yeah, do this I maybe next it. week too. So start researching yeah. now. Okay. I All right. Will. I okay. Will. And I'll look up that four one one. Yes. Um, missing four one one. He wrote there's a book. There's a North Plains girl that's still missing. So I'll look up that too. Are you sure that's not the one that was found? Well, that's what I said. Okay. So this is my brother. I'm was talking to him this morning because he's at my house painting the outside of my house don't worry we're not you know <laughs> standing closer than six feet but <laughs> yeah um he's painting the outside of my house and he was like what about the north plains girl and i'm like wasn't she found i said the same exact thing i think she was and... found with her son and the the father of that son had been charged with her murder okay i'll look it up yeah because the parents she, he said it was a boyfriend thing and the boyfriend was found like the day later in the back of a truck. And um, so I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm maybe sure. there's more than one. That sounds good, though. He said the signs are still up in Birch Grove. Oh, well, maybe. So I'll look it up. Yeah. Oh, there is another girl. They can't find her, I think. Okay. She's I'll a young girl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look that one up. I'll, I'll look it up. And okay. Find something else to talk about next week. All right. Stay safe. Talking to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.